Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of July 5th, 2020. This is episode 91. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the Parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. We'll be back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, on with the show. I don't pretend to know the challenges you're facing, the worlds you keep erasing and creating in your mind. But I'm not afraid. I know who I married. So long as you come home at the end of the day, that would be enough. Disney and musicals, kind of synonymous with each other. And currently, at least on Broadway, there is no real bigger musical than that of Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. So be it that... Back in 2016, June of 2016, over a span of three days, they recorded the stage production of it. Disney went on to acquire the film rights for this to release it at a future date in theaters, realizing the popularity, the success of this musical. Recently, because of turn of events, in history they released it to Disney Plus now that was a financial and definitely a big gamble and why they did it is unimportant but the fact that they did this that they made it available instead of 700 some dollars five seven hundred some dollars to go see it on Broadway Instead of the $12 or so to see it in the theaters next year, you could spend $6 and have a bunch of people see it at once. And they just sign up for the month or whatever. Whatever the reasoning behind that is, most likely to just help promote Disney Plus, they, uh, they released Hamilton. On Disney Plus, July 3rd of this year. So this is my review of it. I've never seen it. My daughter hasn't stopped talking about it. My wife is confused by it at points. And I've heard a lot of interesting things. I've, I've heard a number of different things uh, with reviews online. So I'm going to give you mine. Now, you know me, Mr. Positive, and I, I'm... Going to definitely try and stay positive on this and try not to give any spoilers. Though it is a historical event, so some of it I will just treat as historical events, as common knowledge. But, uh, yeah, so Disney's Hamilton on... Let me correct that. Not Disney's Hamilton. Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. It's two hours, 40 minutes. There is a one-minute intermission um, a little over an hour into it. It is a PG-13 rating. And I'm going to stress this now. 
for people thinking, well, it's on Disney Plus, even though it's PG-13, it is fully family friendly. Depends on your take on that. It is... If you have no problem with some of the language and stuff used in the Avenger movies, then it's it's actually slightly step above that with some of the discussions and some of the topics that are brought up. Remember, this is a this is take does take place during the late 1700s, um, mid to late 1700s in our country. So they are talking about. You're using some colorful words to describe um, certain marital situations or romances, um, different things like that. So depending on your your comfort level for your family, for your children, or for yourself, my suggestion, go on to one of the, the parental guide websites like IMDB or one of these other ones, and check out the parental guides. It does give, break it down for you to talk about what you will experience in this production beforehand. So if you want to make sure that you are ready for it, um, if you think your children are able to handle it, or if you don't want to, them to be exposed to it, you know before watching it and then realizing it after it's too late. Um, besides that, it is available in 4K, which looks brilliant. Um, the colors, the sets, everything comes alive. Uh, I think, you know, the, the 4K is outstanding on this, being that is the live production. Uh, kudos on that. So, main characters, you have Hamilton, of course, Alexander Hamilton, played by Lin-Manuel Miranda himself. Uh, of Mary Poppins Returns, DuckTales, and uh, writes some, a lot of the music for Moana as well. He wrote the music and the, score, and the script and the score for this production. Um, this production is a lot like, if you're familiar with Les Mis or some of the, uh, some of the other musicals, it is just straight music. There is very little, um, if not no words that are just spoken. It is completely sung. Um, I'll use the term sung right lightly. There's a quite the expansive genre of music. I'll get into that. Uh, Aaron Burr by Leslie Odom Jr. Um, you may recognize him from Red Tails, also available on Disney. Plus, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, Eliza Hamilton is by Philippa. Philippa. My daughter was trying to teach me how to say this name. Philippa So. Um, she was on Smash and also had a small part in Moana. Uh, Angelica, Angelica Schuyler is Renee Ellis Goldsberry from One Life to Live and The Line Guard. Um, Lafayette, and also played the part of Jefferson, was D.V. Diggs from Wonder and uh, Ferdinand. Also found on Disney+. And then you also have uh, King George who's by the uh, talented uh, Jonathan Groff from Glee, Frozen, Frozen 2, and Frozen Ever After, etc. So, as I said, it was filmed over three days in June 2016. So already this production is four years old. Uh, but it was filmed on the actual stage of the Richard, Roger, Richard Rogers Theater um, in New York, 
This was about two weeks before the original cast was to depart. John Van Garf had already left the cast, had come back for this filming. And uh, the two of the filmings, I think, were done in front of a live audience. Um, and then the rest of the time was done in an empty stage. Uh, just to be able to get close-ups and stuff. So that way cameras and whatnots were not blocking people's views, you know, cutting people off uh, for the audience. I mean, you paid that much money to go see this show. The last thing you want to see is a guy with a camera walking in front of the person singing that you're trying to watch. Um, it obviously has been very popular for Disney Plus because the Disney Plus app saw a 74% increase in downloads. Um, as I said, though, this was originally supposed to be released in theaters in October 21st, 2001. Um, and for the powers that be, they decided, let's put it out now, and we are all more thankful for that. The music, it, it's very interesting. And I, I, I noticed as I was watching this, I was really paying attention to it all. I listened to some of the soundtrack um, about a year ago. And without the context of seeing the, the musical, I, I couldn't fully grasp it. The The music starts off very... It start, The story starts off with Alexander Hamilton. Um, it goes into why he left, or his early life um, in the Caribbean, um, on the island of Nieve. He then comes to New York... Um, immigrates to New York. He was a British citizen and came to New York or Caribbean. You know, it was part of the the British Virgin Islands. So yes, he's he's I guess would be considered a British citizen, um, citizen of the crown. And he immigrates to the United States around they say approximately the age of nineteen. And why they say approximately the age of nineteen because it is not exactly known what year he was born. Um, there is a little debate on that. And they get, immediately have him run into Aaron Burr, and it starts the relationship with those two. Um, as the younger age, and this is during the part of the United States rebellion against uh, England, is developing and goes along, you have a lot more R&B and a lot of rap, um, particularly you have here on some of the rap um, cues in music. This does change as the music, as the musical progresses, as Alexander Hamilton matures in age, the music itself matures from the the gritty rap and gritty and rough rap tones um, and style of music to slightly smooth R and B into more traditional uh, show tune type of music towards the end. Um, as I, I even put this out on Twitter, the writing the music in such a way to kind of portray the the age of the characters um, and what's going on and doing it translated into that type those type of styles and again morphing it because you could just easily you know most musicals they have one style of music and that's kind of what they follow through for the entire musical this like I said the, the style of music morphs like you know you go for rent right it's got the slightly heavier alternative vibe throughout the entire musical um, you know it tones change you, know, you have different type of styles and stuff but it's still that grungy alternative style or 
Wars, yeah, like Wicked has got the um, more traditional style, Broadway style big orchestra music. This one, like I said, it changes and it it evolves. Evolves, I think, is a good term. The music evolves as the musical progresses. And I said this on Twitter. That is a credit to Lin Manuel um, Miranda's writing and his musical talents that these things can change and it, it you know the music is another character to help convey the story of what we're watching um it's quite something else um there's a number of songs that i really enjoy in this um i i discovered them ahead of time and um have since you know now knowing the context of them enjoy them even more because there was one song that i liked um uptown uh, i think it is it's there's a cover by kelly clarkson um on the uh there's a, a cover album of hamilton by a bunch of pop stars and she did this version of it and i just fell in love with it i listened to the the original cast recording of it and i enjoyed it but I didn't have the context of it. So I, I was trying to fill in the gap in my head of what's happening and what they're talking about. Well, now that I watched it, I know what is going on in that song and um, just makes it even more powerful and I have even more of an understanding. And it, it is, it's beautifully done. It's, it's a beautiful performance. Um, in the musical, it's by three of the characters um Hamilton Liza and uh, Angelica so you know it, it, again so well written um as far as the music goes the his, people have been getting caught up on the historical accuracy of this and let me say this i think instead of looking at it as a documentary which it's not you need to look at it as most other productions of history as it's based on historical facts it's based on a historical time um, you go watch a number of the World War II movies you know how historical accurate are they? they do they have historical accuracy yes is there parts that have been tweaked to help tell the story or you know just the facts aren't there yes you know that's why it's based on history historical events this is based on historical events this is based on a historical uh person person of prominence and uh so are is there some things that it doesn't get exactly right or you know none of us were there when this happened that's actually one of the songs you know no one was in the room when this happened well a lot of the, these events you're getting from secondhand tellings or Hamilton's writings. Hamilton was known to be a big writer. He, he wrote a lot of things down. I think that was his outlet. That was his therapy um, for a time that really didn't have psychologists and therapists. He, he expressed himself through his writing and he, he did a lot of things through writing. And this is how we learned a lot about him and about the stuff that he did. He was very prominent in working with the founding fathers. Hence why he's on the our United States $10 bill. Though they thought about removing him, 
and I want to say until this musical came out, they were pretty, pretty close to getting him off that $10 bill. Then the, the musical popped up, became very popular again, we left him on the $10 bill. And after seeing this and just learning more about Alexander Hamilton himself, I think that was a good idea. So, it brings up, I mean, the, the diversity of the cast is fantastic. Um, and someone said online, and I, I you have to laugh, though it's kind of true, that there's going to be a generation now that we have to explain to them that these characters, the characters that you see in the musical did not necessarily look that way. Um, which, you know... It, it takes a little back step to where we are nowadays, but uh, it's um, it, it, let's base it on talent, not appearance. And they have the talent, and they they work so well. Um, number of the actors or actresses have to play multiple parts and roles, um, which can get a little confusing because Act One they're one character, Act Two they're another character, and and another at some parts there are even a third character some characters are people are third characters um Aaron Burr Hamilton and Liza are pretty much the only ones that kind of and, uh, King George are the ones that are consistently those characters through the entire thing and no one else um occasionally assemble parts maybe but um uh Philippa Sue amazing voice um, carries that role so well and uh, see Renee Elsa Eliza Gold Goldsberry um, strong very strong um, the three sisters actually work very well the one is kind of forgotten about she shows up she's there and then she's not and um, as far as the story goes she's not really a prominent part so that's why she's lost quickly I I mean, you're talking about the, Sch the Schuyler family. I think had something like nine children, so you can't have them all nine represented on the the stage. It would pretty much be the entire everyone on stage at that point is a Schuyler family member. Um, so they cut them back. They cut it back a little bit. Also, I'm not sure about the timing of the birth and everything. But, you know, maybe same came after the, the um, Alexander Hamilton got involved with the family was before. I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not worried about it. You know, you have the two main sisters that are involved in his life, and their parts very well portrayed. Um, Lafayette uh, by David Diggs. He plays Lafayette really cool, really uh, he, um, very interesting Frenchman. Uh, it's French, you know. So he's um, he plays it really cool, and then when he switches to Jefferson gives Jefferson this swagger this is like you know he's got a little you know a little swagger to his walk he's you know he's got a very chilled laid-back demeanor which I don't think Thomas Jefferson our third president of the United States walked with the swagger but at the same time I wouldn't put it past him with some of the things about how he used to live his life and um yeah it's it's kind of it's a little different on that aspect but you know it it, it works because it, it, you really get a, a feel for Jefferson as a character of you know he's kind of on, he, a guy who walk, walks to the beat of his own drum 
I think that's a good way of portraying it. And, and that's definitely the truth about Thomas Jefferson. Um, he did kind of go along to his, you know, kind of his own ways. And, um, you know, it kind of explores the relationship between Jefferson, Monroe, and uh, Hamilton, and Burr, and Burr's um, involvement in everything. Um, how much of it is, again, accurate? I'm not a historian. I don't claim to be, so I don't know how much of Burr's involvement is completely accurate. Um, they do make reference, to, you know, that, he, you know, he says he's going to become the vice president. I don't think they ever made that concrete in the musical that he did become Jefferson's vice president. Um, and then the actions that he did shortly afterwards, uh, which is towards the end of the musical, I'll leave it there, that that kind of ended his political time. Um, I do like where they went at the end of the musical. I'm kind of jumping here. I apologize. But um, yeah, kind of like where they went towards the end of this musical, how they wrapped it up. And you kind of got a nice conclusion and you you got to find you learned a lot also about Eliza and her part about her finding the first private orphanage in New York um, at that time. And she, um, that, that orphanage or is now as, um, uh, social place and it actually still exists, um, by different name now, but it's still out there in New York city. So you get a lot of that. Um, you got a lot of plays about, uh, you do get some political parts in it about talking about immigrants, um, with some different varieties on things. Uh, they do bring up slavery a little bit, but they don't touch a lot on that because it, it was a, a strange time in history where unfortunately this was accepted. Um, they do talk about how it's not accept. They do work into it, how it is not acceptable and how things need to be changed and how Jefferson's character kind of was okay with slavery. He was a slave owner from the South this is historical this is the way it was we know now that is not right but at the same time we can't change the past so we we do have to acknowledge the past and learn that we have to move forward from it and that's kind of where the musical does take some liberties on that which is you know again touching on what needs to be touched on and not hanging its hat on it um but bringing up the appropriate points. The cast, very strong. Um, the guy playing Washington, very prominent on stage. Everybody's got a great singing voice. If I was to say there was kind of one weak point to this uh, production, to, to this cast, and I feel like I'm repeating myself with my, my critique on Aladdin, is Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda's portrayal of Hamilton not his acting portrayal his acting portrayal I thought was very good and really sucked me into the role I just thought his singing um, compared to everybody else was a little on the the weaker side now I've listened to the soundtrack um, the original cast recording and I've listened to the Broadway he actually is a little stronger on the Broadway recording so maybe three days of performing this just made his voice a little on the weaker end um, 
maybe he just wasn't feeling good. Allergies were bothering him. A little bit of cold. Who knows? I'm, you know, um, I'm not saying he wasn't a good singer. I'm just saying he was out of everybody else who had very strong, commanding stage present voices. His was a little on the weaker side. Maybe that's also intentional because Alexander Hamilton was a little meeker in some ways. Um, according to this production, he was portrayed as a meeker character. So maybe, again, maybe that was intentional. Either way, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying he was, he was if there's, you know, there, there's, someone's not going to be up to the par as everybody else. So there's always going to be someone a little lower. Again, I think it was uh, Lin-Manuel's um, uh, singing strengths. Um, this, the way, the, or at least the way the songs are, which is really funny because he wrote them, uh, maybe weren't the best for him. Um, and he was trying to catch up to, to everybody else. I don't know. Either way, um, the, the, the musical portrayal of everything, the music in this, um, is very captivating. A lot of it, um, and it does tell the story very well. Um, the sets is a minimalist type of set where you don't have a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of actual set going on. There's not any buildings. It's, it's you, you just have a basic background, um, and you have, you bring out the props that you need and take away the props you don't need. And that's it. There's no actual full buildings or much canvas work or art, um, it is a, more of a minimalist type of uh, production in that aspect, um, which for me works. Um, it does have a turntable. It actually has two turntables on the stage, um, which helps them when they're walking around and moving things around. And there's a couple of points that actually do it, like flashbacks, and they use the turntables to to invoke the flashbacks. So some special effects, uh, and that worked really well. That was actually pretty cool to watch. But let me talk about Jonathan Goff for a moment. He's the, I would say he's the comic relief playing King George. And, you know, I think this guy talks to reindeers as well, or for reindeers. And um, it, it just goes to show his talent. And I, I'm, I wanted to see more Jonathan Goff on the stage. I mean, it, it, he just had his, such a wonderful presence as, as King George. And, um, you know, there's, there's some points that his character kind of lingered out there, but I, I wish I saw him in another part that had more prominence because he just, he just does so well on stage. I mean, as much as people love him in Frozen, Jonathan Goff in person on stage is, you know, a, a force on himself. And again, kudos to, to Lin-Manuel for this casting. Because this cast um, worked perfectly for his vision, I feel. Um, everybody who's in their parts did their parts so well and, and just all kind of fit in. And Or if they had to do multiple parts, you didn't think at first. You, you kind of had to do a double take. Going, Wait a second, didn't I just see that person or is this someone else? And... Um, you know, to to realize that it you know these this same person now is playing a completely different character in a completely different way, that you realize oh wait this that is the same person who played this person, 
but he's now someone else and you just go to accept it and it, it does work nicely um all in all how would i rate this this production this musical um i'm not gonna say it's great um i enjoyed it i thought it was good i thought it was a very strong performance i thought it was a very nicely done musical it is not my favorite musical um there are a few other musicals i will hold above this i would say it's in my top 10 possibly five probably come up with definitely come up with four above it i don't know if about nine um but yeah it it, it, it was a good musical um and uh, I, I, you know, one of my problems, why I never seen it on Broadway is the price. And, uh, you know, going on my little soapbox here at the moment is that, you know, Broadway is becoming so unaffordable for the common person with uh, tickets costing, you know, the basic tickets costing over a hundred dollars. Um, it, you know, it's hard to enjoy these wonderful performances by such talented, talented actors and actresses on stage um to you know that we're losing uh, you know culture in that um so am i i'm glad i didn't have to pay a couple hundred dollars for just one ticket uh to see this um again not saying this is a bad thing i'm just saying that i feel personally broadway needs to relook at its um ticking uh, pricing structure um but yeah no it's not my favorite musical um there are several musicals that i i hold close to my heart um and higher above uh than this one but i'm at the same time very good one would i watch it again absolutely um my, my cult family except my wife um, my kids are all running around the house, you know, singing. I mean, to its credit, to this musical's credit, my five-year-old knows who Alexander Hamilton is and that he's on the $10 bill. My four-year-old knows who Alexander Hamilton is, and I think he knows that he's on the $10 bill. Beyond that, I don't think they know too much more. My five-year-old has learned some interesting words off of this production. This is what I'm saying. You know, check out the IMDb guide. But we are working on that as parents to tell them these are not necessarily always appropriate words, especially at that age. Um, so, yeah, no, just, you know, check the parental guide if you have young ones or impressionable children um, to make sure that certain words are you are comfortable with or that you are willing to talk to your children about uh, appropriate time and places for them and what they mean and et cetera, et cetera your parents you understand should you see this that is entirely up to you i you know i can't force anything upon you but if you are a theatrical person if you you like theatrical plays and stuff see this and particularly why it's something that i really love that they did and this is something that this is why it's something why i definitely watch it again because it is not a uh, movie of the musical of Hamilton it is the theatrical production of the Broadway show Hamilton it is the actual production like you are in the stage 
much like Cirque du Soleil uh, does with a bunch of their shows where they record a production or productions of the show um, for you to watch and enjoy if you can't make it. This is the same thing. It is the actual production on the stage in New York at the Richard Rogers Theater as it was June, uh, those three days in June 2016. And still is, unfortunately. It's dark. Well, it's never truly dark. There's always a light on. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, that the, unfortunately, the productions aren't going on now. And I think that's part of the reason why they released this. Because we are, unfortunately, lacking Broadway. And which is very sad. Um, but at least through this, we can enjoy it. And enjoy it as the way it was meant to be seen in the musical form. On a musical stage. In Broadway. Or West End counts too and wherever. Traveling productions. I'm not going to discredit those. Um, but on stage. On stage with the cast. Live cast. Um, performing it on a stage. And, and not a musical. And not a uh, reimagining um, movie production of it. Not that those are bad. But. It's not the same. And yeah. There's, there is there is a difference. And so Again glad that it's done and filmed this way to forever keep a, a cultural um, element to it so yes definitely should you watch it if you want to yes yes indeed if you, you if you had any thoughts about well maybe I should check it out yes definitely see it if for some reason you really just are against it don't force yourself um, because if you, it's something you don't want to watch and you try and force yourself or someone forces you to watch it, you're probably not going to enjoy it for what it is. Um, but if anything, definitely listen to the soundtrack. Um, the soundtrack is very well done, particular parts. Um, some of it on its own does kind of, will drag out, I found, um, because you lose the context from the musical. So now once you've seen the musical, you go back to the soundtrack. Okay, I know what's going on now. Um some of it doesn't translate as well to just audio. But it is uh again to Manuel Miranda's credit, the musical the thought behind the musical process and the processes of this the way the music flows and evolves and matures in this um, brilliant, brilliant way of writing. Um, it just it speaks volumes to his musical talent. To think this guy also brought us music from Moana, and uh, helped with the music of In the Heights, and you know, he, he's done so much. And again, I have nothing against the guy. I you know I the other stuff that he's done, I've always enjoyed him. And I hope to have him on my show one day. I would love to have him on my show one day. And, uh, yeah, he does well. I just think everybody else does so much better. And you watch this. You tell me what you think. What do you think? Yeah, tell me about what you think about the musical Hamilton. I've been going on now over half an hour about Hamilton. Blabbering on. Blathering blatherskites about Hamilton. Tell me what your thoughts. What did you think of Hamilton? Join the conversation. Join us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Or our Facebook group. 
facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvels podcast. You can even join us on Twitter, which is at Disney Marvels. You can email the show with your suggestions or answers to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voice message through the Anchor app and or website. Links are in the show notes. And just to prove a point about joining us on Twitter, I did put a poll out today. Um, recording this on Tuesday for a Wednesday release. Talked about cutting it close. Um, and asking people what they thought of Hamilton. It was a 50-50 split, but no one hated it. Everyone, there was They enjoyed it, or they thought it was okay. Um, I also put out that, that there is a six-minute version if you want the condensed Reader's Digest that Weird Al did, you can find that on our Facebook group. Um, I put it out there on our Facebook, and I don't remember if I tweeted it out there. But it's on our Facebook group. Um, again, facebook.com slash Disney Marvels Podcast. You'll find it in there. I want to thank you all for your time. I know how little time everyone has, um, which is why I'm suggesting that there's also a six-minute version of the, of the musical. Um... That you, the fact that you guys always take time out for me, I really appreciate it. I really, it really means a lot to me that you guys listen. Um, I know I ask every week of this, but it really does help the show out. If you go onto iTunes, leave a rating. Cause we're we're doing great. All five star reviews with everyone that's left a review. Some have left comments, some don't. If you don't want to leave a comment? That's fine. Just leave. You know, hit the little star part. Please hit the five stars because it just makes us more noticeable on through iTunes and through the search engines um, and then it just helps more people onto the show and the more people who are part of this show um, makes this it's more family and the bigger the Disney family the better I, I always believe that uh, we'll believe that too and also don't forget to subscribe to the show this way you always know whenever I put out a new episode a new episode is posted and also, but why you at that? Consider becoming a premium subscriber. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support. Or you can find our Patreon page where you sign up on there and you get some cool stuff. And you can get your name mentioned. Links to both of those are in the show notes. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, no matter how hard, how difficult, life seems to be or a situation seems to be treating you don't give up on yourself don't don't ever give in that's something that you learn about Hamilton he faced some really tough times and had had some really strong difficulties or people constantly go against him he didn't give up he fought through it he he took he took control of his life and didn't let other people run it for him let other people run your life for you. Be you. Be strong. Be beautiful. Be amazing. There's a light inside of you. Embrace it. Because that light is going to make you strong. It's going to shine for everyone to see. And they will see how amazing you are. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. And I want to end this quote. Uh, end this show with a quote from Walt Disney. Music has always had a prominent part in our in all our productions, from the early cartoon days. So much, in fact, I cannot think of a pictorial story without thinking about the complementary music which will fulfill it. Often the musical theme comes first, 
suggesting a way of treatment. This was the case with Tchaikovsky's music for Sleeping Beauty, which finally formulated our presentation of the classic. I have had no formula, formal musical training, but by long experience and by strong personal learning, the selection of musical themes, original or adapted, we were guided to wide audience acceptance. Credit for the memorable songs and scores must, of course, go to the brilliant composers and musicians who have been associated with me through the years. Couldn't think of a better way to describe Disney and now their partnership with the Hamilton and the musical talents of Lynn Miranda. Thank you again, everyone, and I'll see you next time.